0: I want to thank Research Consultants International for sponsoring today's podcast. They're a globally renowned lead generation firm that helps economic development organizations create real prospects. They've helped over 500 economic development organizations. Let me tell you exactly what they do. They facilitate one-on-one meetings for economic developers with corporate executives who will have projects soon. They can facilitate these meetings to where you travel to the corporate executive's office and meet them there, or you meet them at a trade show, or even have a conference call so you don't have to pay for travel. They recently launched a service called FDI 365, which provides you a lead a day of fast-growing companies that will be expanding soon. Their research has helped over $5 billion in projects get cited since inception. I encourage you to go to www.researchfdi.com to learn more about Research Consultants. As far as I'm concerned, they are absolutely the best lead generation firm in the business for economic development organizations. Call them now. They can help you create real prospects. welcome to this week's episode of the next move group we are jobs podcast this is chad chancellor co-founder of next move group today we got ryan eggley with us Ryan's the president and ceo of the lawrence county chamber of commerce in lawrenceburg tennessee And Ryan, I think you guys, based on what I've heard, are doing a tremendous job of getting information to your small businesses and resources. So one of the things we want to do on our show is really spotlight communities that are going above and beyond just waiting on the SBA to help their small businesses, and you all are doing that. So why don't we start out with you, tell a little little bit about your organization, and then transition to what y'all are doing to help your small businesses.
1: And thank you for having me, Chad. So our organization is a traditional chamber of commerce. So we have the community development, networking, membership and events and all things chamber. But our organization has also been tasked with economic development, workforce development and tourism marketing. And from that perspective, that gives us multiple avenues into different industry sectors locally. Think restaurants, parks, salons, manufacturing, so on and so forth, and when all of this hit, we knew that this was going to not just hit one industry sector in, in particular, but it was gonna hit all in some way. And so for that reason, we sat down and we said, what can we do to make sure that everyone knows, one, from a Chamber perspective, that the Chamber has pulled all the stops, do everything we could, and also from an economic development perspective, how are we going to shift to support businesses in a time that really is just unknown for everybody. And so we shifted our messaging for tourism, we shifted our um, some dollars from economic development to more small business entrepreneurship, and then we shifted all of our chamber services, expanded those, broadened those, and uh, really we picked up more on the advocacy piece than I thought we ever would. We've been in weekly conversations, whether it's state level, our congressional delegation, daily conversations with mayors, county commissioners, trying to make sure that there's a free flow of communication, but also that real service to our small business community as well.
0: And part of what y'all are doing are small grants, isn't
1: that right? For certain type businesses. So talk about that program. That's right. And so like a lot of organizations out there, specifically uh, economic development organizations, we have a capital campaign to get private sector investment and involvement into our economic development practice. Well, we had some travel scheduled for this summer we, uh, and this spring, uh, obviously all of that was thrown out the window. And so we had some money uh, sitting aside and we thought, hey, let's see if we can put $50,000 of real money out into the community, into the hands of small businesses. And we've never done anything like that before. You know, Usually it's maybe incentives or maybe it's unbudgeted travel. We had never done anything putting money, cold, hard cash into a business's hand because that, but that's what we were hearing from our businesses. They needed rent relief, mortgage relief, utility bills needed paid. And, and so we said, hey, submit one of your bills to us and we'll pay it up to a thousand dollars. It was very well received by the community. And in fact, other communities across the state of Tennessee looked at it and said, we want to do the same thing. And so uh, we've been working with those communities to help them as well, because that's where the rubber meets the the road. And Chad, you know this, when projects come to communities, the project is one on a local level. The project, the company falls in love with the community. And these small businesses, the mom and pops, the local amenities, make your community unique and give your community that flavor. And we knew that through this, we could not lose our local flavor.
0: Well, I like your idea. You're actually paying a bill for them. So instead of just giving a a business cash that may not flow back in the economy, you're actually paying a bill for them. So talk about kind of, I guess, how you came up with that idea or the theory behind it, because I think that's really smart.
1: The theory is uh, no different than an incentive clawback, for example, when a business doesn't perform. And no one likes doing that. Uh, however, it is the responsible thing to do for our stakeholders and investors. And so what all we had to do was say, hey, listen, send us your utility bill or your mortgage statement or your rent receipt for month of March or April. They send it in. We see, hey, they paid in March or, hey, this is upcoming in April. This is a real bill. It exists. It wasn't just going to be pocketed by somebody. They're not going to go on vacation. Uh, it was going to be used to keep the doors open and to date right now we've received applications that are from businesses that support 150 jobs in our community wow that, that's game changing yeah. and, and so i'll say that to say this too you're a data guy i know i'm a data guy you know this is a good opportunity to find out the true impact of the covid19 pandemic on your small business community get those uh, revenue numbers, how down are they? How can you then communicate that to stakeholders at the state or federal level to say, hey, our community was really hit by this disaster. We knew that we wanted that data, we need that data moving forward, but also we needed to get it responsibly and then get that money out there responsibly.
0: Thank you, Ryan. We're gonna take a quick break for a message for our listeners and be back with a lot more with Ryan Egley right after this. I want to thank Location One, some folks know it as Lois, for sponsoring today's podcast. Location One has, in my opinion, the best buildings and sites database in the economic development industry. And Now that coronavirus is hidden and, and everything's been disrupted, I've been thinking a lot about, if I were an economic developer still, what would I do during this time? And I know without question... I would transition to Lois and get my buildings and sites as updated as I possibly could so that when we come out of this economic downturn, we're ready to go. Let me tell you why I like Lois. It is the most responsive, mobile-friendly buildings and sites database I have found. It's easy to use. It's just as easy to use on an iPad or iPhone as it is a computer. I was browsing around last week uh, on a a state economic development building and site database and the thing, it just wouldn't work. It wouldn't work properly. You had to be an engineer to figure it out. It was too much. It had this circle you could draw to look at buildings. The circle wouldn't work. When I backed out, it forgot what square footage I was looking for. None of that happens with Lois. This is the best buildings and sites database I have found. I've looked far and wide. It is the most easy to use from a site selection standpoint on any platform. I'm told it's just as easy to use for economic developers, that it really walks you through inserting your information and putting it in so that prospects can use it. So I really encourage you, take a look at location1.com. Use this time while we're down to update your buildings and sites. Transition them to Location One. You'll be really happy you did. Tell these folks how big Lawrence County is in Lawrenceburg because uh, 150 jobs, that's a lot of jobs. So we had Detroit on here. And the reason I really wanted to get you is to show a lot of our listeners are small to mid-sized towns, and they may think to themselves, well, we can't do what Detroit did or New Orleans or somebody. And uh, so I really admire what y'all are doing. So tell these folks about Lawrence County
1: and Lawrenceburg. Sure, yeah, so uh, Lawrenceburg uh, is the city seat, county seat, if you will. It's roughly 15,000 people in population. It doubles in size during the day. We're just a small micropolitan area south of Nashville and north of Huntsville. Countywide, we have about 45,000 people and growing. We are benefiting a lot from that Nashville, Tennessee, Huntsville, Alabama growth. But again, we're just a small town community. We're a manufacturing community, have been for many decades. I'll say this, we really based our program off of Washington, D.C.'s program. We thought that they had a good program, and we just made it our own. That just goes to show, it doesn't matter how big your community is, how small your community is, there are real needs and there are real solutions. And you just have to be able to flex and shift and change your messaging and make it your own. We found a lot of success with it.
0: Well, I admire what y'all are doing and how quickly you did it. You know, the the trouble with some of the SBA money is, while eventually people will get it, it may take eight weeks, and these disaster loans are taking even longer than that. And, you know, this thing started like, you know, March 10th or something. Here we sit uh, April 28th. And, you know, restaurants, and and I just think of the Lawrenceburg Square, for instance, you know, how are those businesses going to survive if people aren't going? So any cash you can get to them quickly is going to help them, immensely. And uh, Lawrence is a county of tremendous manufacturing. I mean, for a small to mid-sized town where it's located, you've probably got, what, 20 solid manufacturers there? I mean, I'm
1: just guessing off the top of my head. I know that we have 10, Chad, with more than 100 employees, and our big three have 600 and 300 and 250, but then we have a lot of smaller manufacturing, too, that we're really proud of. So all in all, we have 53 manufacturing operations throughout the county. Now, that r- ranges in size from 5 to 625. We really are proud of our manufacturing base, and those are the people that you know go out and spend that money, but they have to have somewhere to spend money at, right? So that's why this program has been so important for us. And so
0: I'm hearing from all my TVA friends that you're doing a great job in Lawrence County before COVID ever came along. So talk about some of the other initiatives you have. Let's not be all COVID and down and gloom. So talk about some of the other stuff you're doing to really drive growth there.
1: Sure. So as a community, um, as you mentioned, we're a manufacturing community. That's one of our target markets. We are constantly looking for new product to sell. These plants coming back from China, they can't locate in your community unless you have land, uh, available buildings and whatever that may be for your target market. And so we are actively marketing some greenfield sites. We're actively pursuing the development of new greenfield sites. We're about to start building a speculative building. Again, we just want to have that inventory because we need those companies to get to our community. So product development's always top of mind. Also, part of the product is your workforce. And so last year, we partnered as a chamber with the school system to hire a workforce development coordinator. Now this person is actually a school system employee, but they're housed at the chamber and work under economic development. Her name's Hope, she's tasked with going to our businesses, learning what they need, and then translating that to our teachers, to the curriculum, so that we are producing the best product possible, which is our people, for the jobs that are available today. And so that's something that we've been hyper-laser focused on. Um, That's also part of the recruiting strategy with trying to get people into our community. You know, the better quality schools you have, better output, better metrics, more people are gonna come to your community, which of course broadens your talent base. So workforce development, site development, but then also tourism, you know, people have always wondered, you know, where does tourism fall? Again, we're a united chamber, which is unique, but tourism is that front door. If someone comes in and has a really good experience in your community, well, you know, they may not come back and live, but they'll come visit and spend money. And that, that's also economic development. But guess what? If they said, hey, I just heard there's a big plant coming to Lawrenceburg or Lawrence County, I, you know, I could move up there. I remember as a kid, I had good memories. And then again, they're on the hook too. So that's all part of this strategy. And that's what we're pushing. We have been pushing it for, uh, I guess, five years now as a united chamber with all those. And, and we've seen success. We've announced more than a thousand jobs since 2016 in our community. Those were eight different projects. But I'll, I'll say this, Chad, things aren't always, you know, sunshine and And rainbows and roses. This coronavirus pandemic has hit our community hard. In fact, we have just learned that two plants will close permanently as a result of this. Some of it is just a financial speed bump. Hopefully, they can overcome that, but they do anticipate closing in May. The other one is a permanent closure as they reevaluate their entire supply chain as the primary supplier with China, right? Mm -hmm. So, again, there is opportunity with that, but the, the effects and impact economically and on our people are very real.
0: Thank you, Ryan. We're going to take a quick break for a message for our listeners and be back with a lot more with Ryan Egley right after this. I'm excited to tell you that in mid-May, we're expanding our movement to create economic growth by building a community of like-minded economic developers that works to grow our profession and our economy all at once. As we beeline towards 20% unemployment, America needs a community of economic developers right now more than we've ever needed it before to get us out of this mess economically when the COVID-19 subsides. So be on the lookout for more information on this in the coming week. Talk about what you're doing with the census effort. So I follow your social media and you're doing all kind of cool stuff with it. And and small to mid-sized towns, they obviously need every person counted possible so that you get your fair share of grant money and all of that kind of stuff. So talk about what you're doing with that.
1: That's exactly right. So, um, again, economic development is a lot of data-driven metrics, and the census provides us with that data. And and we know that with the most updated and accurate data – that may put us apart or help us stand apart from other communities that we're competing with. And so uh, we put money behind a census campaign. We have deployed messages on billboards, social media, everything. It's, it's you matter, be counted, help Lawrence County. We, we had commercials on at the movie theater. One thing that we've really just ramped up as, you know, now that movie theaters have been closed locally, we've had to move to social media. And so we started weekly census trivia where we give away gift cards to businesses. Again, that's just another tangible way to get some sales to those businesses that are lost revenue, but it's also a great way, you know, social media, Chad, you know, you just have to put some money at it and people share it. Right. And so we're doing giveaways, we're doing uh, gift card, giveaways, trivia. Something I think was really cool is there's a, um, Lawrence and Giles County, again, both of us are in Southern Middle Tennessee, we have a historic high school football game called the Cowbell Game, and it's been going on for decades, and and it recently kind of ended, but we revived it to see who can get the highest response rate by April 30th. So we're competing with the community on response rate as well. So again, we've pulled out all the stops on the census, and it is so important. It's not just about, you know, having your voice heard in in our government. It's not just about those federal dollars, but it really is about economic development, even retail development. It tells the story of, hey, your community's growing. I need to make investments there. And that, again, is economic development.
0: Well, as a Mississippi State fan, I like anything with cowbell in it. <laughs> so I hope you'll win. And, Ryan, your energy comes across. Anybody hearing this can, can hear it in your voice. Where do you get all your ideas? I mean, you got just the stuff you've rattled off are really smart ideas, and so are you just always looking for ideas and talking to people, or do you have a source? Or if there are people out there going, wow, those are some good ideas, what advice would you give other folks
1: listening to our show? Have a great team. We're a small staff of five people in our chamber. We drive all of this. It's a lot of collaboration with just good people, good, solid people that get it. Your elected leadership, that's really important. They bring some ideas and some perspective to the table that's different as well. But more than anything, lean on your networks. We have, as I mentioned earlier, we've been on Zoom calls with people from Nashville to Knoxville, from Tupelo, uh, everywhere, just to hear what everyone else is doing. Don't be afraid to take those ideas and make them your own. That's what chambers and economic development organizations have to do to survive and remain relevant. But truly, you know, a lot of it is just being in creative internally. It's listening to your businesses. What are those needs and then being creative when how you can meet those needs. And so it, again, steal the ideas, make the ideas, and also be willing to share those ideas. When those ideas come across and another community takes notice be open and honest and tell them your, you know, the, the pluses and the minuses and the shortfalls and, and, and everything that goes along with it. Because without doing that, we don't progress together. We're regional. We have to play regionally. Those ideas, again, they come from everywhere. I blame it a lot on coffee. Sometimes it's bourbon. But either way, you have to act on them as well.
0: So Lawrence County's 45,000. Is that about right? And you said you had announced eight new projects since 2016. And how many jobs was it? More than 1,000, yes. Sir. And most of those manufacturing? Yes, sir. Yeah, and, I mean, it really is a manufacturer's dream. You've got the no taxes of Tennessee. It's in a great location between Muscle Shoals and Nashville. Low cost of living. I mean, a lot of hardworking folks there. So, we have a few manufacturers that listen to this. So, talk about maybe whatever the special spice is there of why y'all have had such success. What makes Lawrence County such a good place to do manufacturing?
1: From a quality of life perspective, it's really just our location. You know, uh, our people have access to the professional sports of Nashville, all things in Huntsville, as you mentioned, the Shoals as well. So we're just a quick drive anywhere, quick access to Nashville International, Huntsville International Airport. So we're a hop and skip from wherever you want to be in the world. But again, we're in a smaller community with a lower cost of living. Our Wages have gone up, but they're still more manageable than other areas. But more than anything, it's our people. They know how to show up to work. They know how to work. They can read a tape measure, for example. It's just that common sense. That's, it's that work ethic. It's that location. It's our partners with our utilities. Uh, we also have a United Utility Provider in Lawrenceburg Utility Systems. They offer gas, water, sewer, electric. We also have broadband access pretty well throughout the county as well. Loretta Telecom providing that for us. And, you know, again, we have everything that you could ever want in a big city. We're close enough to that big city. We can save you money on operational costs, but we're also going to do it better than anywhere else in the world. So yeah, come come see us.
0: Well, the last time I drove through there, it was obvious y'all were growing. I mean, I saw new hotels and even new fast food restaurants and all of those, you know, those don't happen unless you're growing economically. So before COVID, of course, now we're all in this together. But right. it was obvious the town was growing and y'all are really doing a great job. And, and the good thing about Lawrenceburg is he's right. They have a whole team. So, you know, your, your utilities and you guys and your city and county all are, work very well together better than a lot of places we see. So, for any prospects out there, they have a cohesive team that can help them. So, well, Ryan, is there anything that you wish I would have asked you that I didn't that you'd like to
1: share with our guest? Oh, you know, Chad, I think we covered pretty well everything. You know, I really do appreciate the uh, cowbell comment with Mississippi State, but, you know, I really miss sports, and I'm ready to get back going, and hopefully we can go and catch a game together soon. I hope so. I was at the SEC tournament in Nashville
0: the night that all the sports were canceled, so it was kind of a shocking feeling. (laughs) I may have watched the last game any of us have watched for a long time. (laughs) I watched the last basket (laughs) in a year maybe. Who knows? We'll see. But uh, thank you for being with us, Ryan, and, again, I'm proud of the job you're doing I've heard from a whole lot of folks what a great job you're doing. You're really one of the up-and-coming stars in our profession. And, and I think what you're doing for your small businesses and how quickly y'all reacted to this just proves that. So great job. Keep up the good work. Thank you, Chad. Thank you. If you want to join our movement, which is to create economic growth for small to mid-sized companies, communities, and nonprofit organizations, please go to our website at thenextmovegroup.com. Browse around, and you can see the different services we offer, all designed to create that economic growth for the small to mid-sized companies, communities, and nonprofit organizations. Most of our leads and growth has come from word-of-mouth referrals. So even if you don't need a service, we want you to know what we do. So when friends and contacts of yours might need something, you know what we do, and you can refer us. So again, go to thenextmovegroup.com to learn more about the Next Move Group.